0: Welcome to Your Active's Digital Brief Podcast. My name is Luca Bertuzzi, your new digital and media editor. This week, we look at Apple's new privacy feature, which is said to be a game changer in the app market. For a complete overview of the most relevant digital and media developments over the past seven days, sign up to my free newsletter or visit the website youractive.com. This is Your Active's Digital Brief Podcast. This week, Apple has introduced a new privacy feature that has the potential to revolutionize mobile usage as we know it. The App Tracking Transparency ATT, is part of iOS 14.5, which has been released for iPhones and iPads on Monday, 25th of April. ATT requires apps to request an explicit authorization to access app-related data for tracking the user or the device. What this means in practice is that users are required their consent in the form of a pop-up for apps to continue tracking them across apps and websites. Apple's move was largely opposed by online platforms such as Facebook that are heavily reliant on advertising revenues. As an overwhelming majority of users are expected to say no, these app makers will find their business model undermined. Apple argues that the move is meant to give its customer control over the very large amount of personal data that is being collected without consent. By contrast, according to Facebook, Apple is hurting small businesses that are highly dependent on targeted advertising. Why is Apple doing this then? According to Omer Tenner, Vice President and Chief Knowledge Officer at the International Association of Privacy Professionals, Apple has made privacy one of its central design principles and what that's integral to its business and competitive model. According to Omer Tenner, Vice President and Chief Knowledge Officer at the International Association of Privacy Professionals, Apple has made privacy one of its central design principles and one that's integral to its business and competitive model. Now Facebook has registered an advertising revenue of 84 billion dollars last year, so the claim they are speaking up for small businesses is curious to say the least. However, they are not the only ones claiming that the Cupertino-based company is abusing of its position to undercut the competition. In Germany, organizations from the media, internet and advertising industries have legally challenged Apple, arguing the new privacy features aim to unduly restrict the competition. A similar complaint was rejected by France's antitrust watchdog last month. Apple's move was all but unexpected, since it was announced one year ago and app makers were given enough time to adapt. Truth be told, it's still unclear what adaptation means, as data mining has been at the core of the business models of many online platforms like Facebook. The immediate result would seem a loss in advertising revenue that could reach up to 60%. The Financial Times reported that Apple seems determined to occupy that space by scaling up its advertising business. Two questions still stand, though. First of all, is Apple even able to enforce its new privacy framework? Last year, The Chinese authority launched the China Anonymization ID program, which reportedly enables Chinese app makers to bypass Apple's new privacy feature. This initiative is going ahead in spite of Apple's warnings. Secondly, if Apple is successful and if users do say no to tracking, what will be the consequences on the app market? We are used to think that online services are for free. Whereas in fact, the current internet economy is largely based on open access in exchange for user data, which in turn powers targeted advertising. The most obvious consequence of denying access to user data is therefore that access to online platforms might become paid. But are consumers ready to pay for accessing apps such as Facebook? According to a survey sponsored by the Interactive Advertising Bureau Europe, The average European will subscribe and pay to access fewer than five sites in total, with the majority of respondents expecting to pay less than 4 euros per month for most of the web services they currently use. One last consideration has to do with the bigger picture in terms of data. In a knowledge-based economy, data has become the key resource, and as with all resources, there is always a power struggle. However, Unlike other resources, data is easily transmissible and can be used to manipulate individuals or even entire populations. Thus, who controls and manages data is one of the key power struggles of our time. The European Commission recognized this when it published its data strategy early last year. The first regulatory strand of this strategy is the Data Governance Act, which has received over 600 amendments in the European Parliament this week. Nonetheless, Apple's app tracking transparency this week and Google's federated learning of course, we reported on last week, clearly act as a reminder that big tech companies are still the most significant policymakers on data. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to my free digital brief newsletter to receive a comprehensive overview of digital and media stories in your mailbox. I'm your Luca Bertuzzi and thank you for listening.